So guys, we're here with another episode of Strength and Struggle. So you've seen a couple of my mates come on this podcast already, the likes of Liam and Lloyd, to have a general chat about um, stuff, I guess. I mean, those two wanted to ask about me and get all the information out of me, but I think most people are, are quite bored with my story. But there's a lot more to my story than uh, meets the eye, shall we say. Uh, and sometimes I need to dig in a bit deeper for people who really understand the ins and outs of what I've been through. So that's what we're doing today. But um, one of the boys that came to the hospital and saw me and um, I guess saw me in that state away from what he's used to seeing me is uh, good old Mark. So I want to say thank you to Mark for getting on the podcast today. So Mark's an expert, by the way. No expert, man. Yeah, you're an expert, bro. I just came here for some banner. So Mark's, Mark's here for banner. So the reason why I say Mark knows what he's doing is because Mark does a lot of online um, commentary. You, you describe it to us. What do you do, Mark? I do eSports commentary. So And what is that? I will be on live while kids, adults, everyone will be gaming. doesn't matter on the game. I do specialise in very much a PUBG environment, so Battle Royale. Um, and it is to do with... The commentary like football, so a commentation on the football game. Yeah, it's that's what I do. So okay. I'm used to microphones, <laughs> camera placements, professional told you. lighting. Um, it's a good studio though. I do like your studio, mate. Um, but you had advice. I think the echo is still not 100 percent gone in here yet. But we've got we've got little things to do in the corners. I think. Yeah, you right. get a couple of sound trucks, mate, in the corners. I might you get AC. What's the what's temperature today? It's like 29. I might you get some AC installed in as well because it's bloody hot in there. Mate, you're struggling. I can see bro, it. No, I'm struggling, bro. I'm fat as well, innit? But the other thing also is um, I did, I have ordered a fan, one of those gym fans. You know, metal Floor ones. one. Yeah, they're good there. But they're good. Have you... I've not had one. You've got to be careful with the vibrations, though. What, on recording stuff? Mm. I, have to, I, have a fan, I have a floor fan, but not the metal one, outside my room with my door slightly open, so blows cold air in but doesn't allow like the noise because yeah. they are loud yeah, yeah. very loud man. yeah yeah so mark I, what i said to you is if you're going to keep moving that mic now i'm telling you I off <laughs> if you're going to keep moving the mic fucking move it because you move your hands a lot than, like i no, do, I do. Can, can i just move it up a little bit is yeah of course right? you can you can do what you want man I'm, 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 I'm animated because you, you are still animated for someone that's only got one hand as well right? like or one arm like you still animate a lot what do you mean animate a lot you still you still wave that shoulder about yeah like, i have to full arm. <laughs> yeah but the thing is that's what you've the, always animated though you always have yeah, yeah no but jermaine jermaine the pt said to me like why do i like when i'm working out I do this shoulder and then I forget I've got this one. So even though it's not there, I should do the motion. Yeah. You know I mean? We spoke about this because you've got the muscle still there, right? You're still working on that, 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 that bicep muscle gets all connected. So yeah, it's there, it's there somewhere, isn't it? It's there, you lost weight already, I told you. Yeah, I have. Yeah, thank you, Mark. What I said to Mark before the podcast, because Mark was asking me what to prepare, and I said to Mark, I want to have a general conversation about... Um, NHS, public sector, what's been in the news, what's out in the news, just have a general chit-chat about what we think about NHS uh, post-COVID um, or pre-COVID as well, I guess. Because within that, then I'll give you my experience of what it was like for me before I got ill and how my perception and thoughts about NHS has changed. But I mean, have you... I mean, I've obviously had my experience with NHS. Apart from your broken bones and cuts that you get or you're feeling ill 
So what's your overweight NHS experience been like? I'm a typical man, mate. You're gonna have to touch you, you're the wrong guy. I avoid. <laughs> so I avoid generally going to a doctor's. I, I think I, I think I'm registered with doctors. Yeah. Um, I actually I, I am registered with doctors because I I got I went private. Mm. Um, we'll go into that later. But I had to register with doctors to get a record to go private. But I'm that typical guy that just avoids doctors, mm. avoids any kind of interaction with them where possible. Yeah. I, I don't know, is that is that a man culture? Don't want to waste anyone's time, but I'm also willing to sit on the sofa and whinge that I've got a cult. Yeah. Like, so... Poor Jess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does go both ways a little bit, <laughs> but subject to my bigger exposure, especially for what we're talking about, what you've gone through, because um, I don't want to understand more because... It was it was a shock to me when I walked into the yeah. hospital. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Like walking in. What 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 month did you come and see me? I don't remember what month it was. I I reckon it was around was it October November time? Was, uh, was that was you, that was that amputated yet? No, you was you was just about to go to. Okay. Yeah, so we, we, we caught you just before the last looks. Yeah, the last, um, the last, the last looks. Yeah, yeah, the last looks of your because uh, you were talking about being there and getting the New Year's Eve fireworks out the window and you've got a lovely shot and then the next time I spoke to you they'd moved you off to you were like in some basement somewhere. Yeah, like, trust me, yeah. <laughs> I listen, that that hospital um, room I had it was on the thirteenth floor, Saint Paul's Cathedral, mm. uh the wheel, was it called Millennium Wheel? Um yeah, you can literally see everything. Well, everything she's great, um, walkie talkie. I worked there. Some yeah, point yeah, out where I work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um Yeah, so that's that's when you Mark saw me for the first time in in hospital. But yeah, you were talking about your experience. So I, I bite it in there. You were talking oh, about really? as a kid, you not as a kid, just um in general, like a man, just yeah, I want I can't be bothered. I mean it's a natural thing yeah, though, right? I can't be asked, yeah. Like before, when did you go to hospital? Yeah, I know, but I can't really be bothered, but I was the same as Dennis, isn't it? Just yeah, I go once a year, do my do my thing, yeah. um, get get it cleaned, like. But do I need to go all the time? No. Yeah. Is it subconsciously for me thinking I'm wasting people's time? Potentially. But I just think that's a. I just think it's maybe it's an old school divide. Like, mm. just bless her. I love her to bits, mate. But I should go get it checked out, mate. She stubbed her toe. Like, yes. Yeah, and, and yeah. Do you know what? A big difference. One of my biggest interactions when we had our first child, Isla. I've never been in hospital so many times. Yeah, kids in it. Like, yeah, yeah. before she was born, after she was born, I touched with nothing major, but just general checkups. But I think I've had, that's been, I've kind of had like a condensed experience recently yeah. than what I've done over my longer period of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you know what it is? It's the process as well. Mm. Because, like, you get ill and now you, you you sort of think what should we do is because you have to decide between right do i have to sit six hours seven hours in a and e for something that's going to be treated by antibiotics which you could go to your gp for but then i don't know about you but around here gp appointments you can't get me you can't get them same for you but it's the big thing so um i i i you know i like i like a beer i, I went out on a massive one anyway yeah. i ended up with a water infection i would never wish that on my worst enemy yeah. right but it's like yeah i i know how I can fix it, I just need to call someone and get the medication that I need. Yeah. But you can't get an appointment. No. So by the time you can get an appointment, your is too late. Yeah. So then do you just go then down to A and E? Yeah. Well then you're in a huge queue anyway with yeah. people and it's like, well actually hold on, do I need to really think about is there other methods of me getting what I need to do or yeah. just not going into the system at all? Yeah, yeah. And and that and that is the problem because even ambulances, for example, uh, we ran the ambulance because I got ill when I got back, and we got scared. Ran the ambulance, 
And they were like, yeah, we're going to be there in two hours. That's mad. Two hours, bro. <laughs> but that's subject to, that's subject to government. It, and, and, and it's obviously my opinion, so please take it with a pinch of salt. But they're not, they're not paid enough for what I believe the guys and girls do. Yeah. And look, I am a hypocrite in the sense that in uh, my, I have also, I refuse and now I'm, I'm paying private. I, I think it's well worth paying private. Yeah. But then I also work out in America, so I have exposure to actually how bad their health system is. So the NHS is a good system. If I can pay to get quicker service, like Jay, like when now if I need a doctor's mate, I've got an app on my phone. I press a couple of buttons. Well, that's, pri that's private. Yeah, there's a GP on the end of it. Like that, yeah. and that, uh, that baffles me that why can't anyone else get access to the service? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like around. But, how, but how, how does private differ in the UK to America? Because America, everything's everything, private. Everything you pay for. But they, they, so in America, so you have your healthcare, which covers X, Y, and Z. And then obviously, if you can't afford that, you get access to like a value, I believe. Okay. Um, and that value. Um, can cover it to bits and pieces, but you're talking like I, I can't remember. Someone tell me I, again, might be wrong, but like yeah. like fifty thousand for like a child or something crazy to like give birth. Okay, like we're actually quite lucky in the sense that we yeah, don't. Yeah. That's just part and parcel. We went into um, a local hospital of ours, which actually at the time, this is for for Max, they didn't even have gas and air. So Jess gave birth with no gas and air. She had no access to any other treatments or the basic means where needed. And it just, that's acceptable because they're underfunded. I think it, the root of the cause, if you look back at all of it, is government. They yeah. need to invest more money into the system. Absolutely. And uh, that hospital you mentioned there, is that the same hospital that I'm thinking of in terms of our, our local hospital? No. Okay, that's a different hospital. More close to your side. Yeah, close to my way. Because yeah. the one close to us, pardon me, I'm going to start that again. Oh my god, <laughs> so I'm gonna start that again. So, um, because the one the, the one near me, um, they're known about for the maternity stuff. This is the, the big one closest to us, yeah. The, the big yeah. one, yeah. So, we Q, had either of them, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not saying names because or legal reasons, the training and quality yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for, the pur for the purpose of me, me winning, winning millions because they chopped on my arm and my leg. <laughs> we're, not, we're not mentioning specific hospitals, but um. Yeah, so that hospital has actually been well known to not do to not do the right stuff for specifically for people giving birth. I can yeah, I've heard those stories. I can I can say with that one, we had a very unique experience with the birth of Viola, my first child. And do you know what? I, I take my hat off to them. They done their job. Yeah. And the staff were there, but it was Christmas Day. Yeah. And if I was honest, actually, how many staff? genuine staff were there really, yeah. I don't think many I think most of them were by other temps um, or, or bank staff because okay. they had a lot more yeah. that's okay they're entitled to it that should yeah. be their general pay if I'm honest yeah. with you yeah. but I, I feel like it was a fake staff experience yeah. to what but then if I look at our local place where I am and we've got a very good friend who used to work there very high up and, and when I was just talking away to her I was like how do you go through this day in day out mm. like she had a horrific three days and I remember sitting on the playgrounds and it's like she looked like she's gonna break down. But yeah, she gets paid just above minimum wage. Yeah. And she's dealing with that on a day to day basis. I'm like, yeah. this is this is bonkers. And then obviously we go in with, with Max and we don't have time unfortunately. We was, we was actually in the process of transferring hospitals yeah. to have a birth somewhere else. Yeah. But they don't have gas in it. They, they they all the lines are turned off because it was leaking. And their staff have been working in it twelve hour shifts, five days a week like 
and they've got leaky gas air going into the environment. It's okay for a one-off, you're going in for a given yeah, birth to someone, yeah, yeah. but if you expose that, the health implications are too high. Yeah, it is. Can't. Yeah. It is. And, and um, this, uh, this is what I learned in uh, UCLH when I came round, is what I learned. Because you, you obviously get into a, um, you get into a routine. So, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but so they, they work in UCLH, it may be the same at Q, but it's eight to eight, yeah, 12. So, yeah, 12. So, 8 to 8, go around 8 to 8. What happens is the handovers are not done properly. Mm. The one leaving the 8 12 hour shift wants to get home as quickly as possible. The one starting the 12 hour shift is thinking, shit, I've got, I've got so much to do today. Yeah. So, like, it's that loss in connection in between and stuff like that, what you mentioned there, the gas being leaking for how many long that doesn't get picked up on because it's too Systems much going on. Poor system. Poor system. Poor system management. If they had a proper system in place, it means they could be logging notes on the go. If they had the right technology with them, we're in the 21st century, like, We've got tech coming but out of our But do you know what? I, I, I think, uh, so I'll disagree a bit there because UCLH, um, they had an internal logging system, almost like a CRM system, yeah? Mm. So they'll write notes on, on each patient what time we went for a... What, a tablet? No, not tablet on the PC. So when they're walking around, they've got like a they've got like a, a trolley with a PC on it. Every nurse, and well, there's, there's always no one, yeah, there's always like one or two sitting around for you to pick up and use. Yeah, so you log in to this one central system, and they've logged everything. They've logged what medication you took, what shit you take. There's no excuse. Yeah, but then there's still stuff that is missed because there's too much for one person to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then within that, so then there's staff then, right? Yeah. Lack of staff. Well, who wants to go work there? Yeah. Generally, who's going to work? Who yeah. who is going to want to work and do what they do and get paid underpaid? Yeah, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. I mean, you get paid more working as though. Root cause problem. Trust me. You don't pay the people, but you expect a world class service. Yeah. And we have a world class service in if you compare us to other places, mm. but eventually they won't have enough staff coming through to manage so we're at crisis at the moment you mentioned about the ambulances right two hours for an ambulance that, yeah. that's 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 nothing i've had more craziness yeah. like and but it's because i don't have the ambulance drivers mm. we'll, we'll pay them more if you pay them more yeah they will go and do the job like you people will want to go do it because there's a reward at the end of it mm. longer the days where you go and you stay in your job for the rest of your life that, that's mm. that's that's gone mm. like if you think about why people transfer, it's normally because of money quarters, of cost of living crisis going up. Mm. Don't see their wages going up. No, 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 absolutely. And, that, and that's why sometimes I think uh, as human beings, we like to blame other human beings. But the people working in those jobs are not to blame. Because we get frustrated, everyone gets frustrated. You go there, you start shouting at the receptionist, why have I not been seen yet, all the rest of it. But when you actually deep it properly, it's not the people, it's, it's just a system, man. Root core system, mate. yeah, it's the system itself. But how, how's your so apart from the usual uh knocks and falls and just stomping a toe once you've got AE, <laughs> what, what's your um, and you said you had something the the situation with Max, um, can you think of other other, other uh, can you think of other scenarios where the NHS hasn't performed to the way you thought it would perform? When it should have performed. Again, so, so um, a lot, not a lot of people actually know. So before Max, we actually lost a child. Oh, okay. And we lost a child, yeah. um, which I'm going to talk about. Um, she had, uh, Jess had a, a coil injected, and, and that was at Q. 
And this is where the bad experience for them yeah. came from. Well, so, so, so the coil was installed at Q? Installed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they had to do it twice, right? And she came, remember she came out, so they had to do it, tw they had to do it twice. The first one didn't work out. So yeah. anyway, just carried on going. But it had perforated her uterus and it actually attached itself to the bladder. And okay. Which corner the... So we transferred, so obviously we moved and we, we went to a local local hospital, local doctors. Yeah. And we was going, hey guys, like, um, Jess is in major pain, she's collapsing. Like, and we, we went to the doctors so many times and the answer to the doctors was, just take some paracetamol, it'll be fine. Just take some paracetamol, it'll be fine. And I, I remember one time I was working, I was working at home. Yeah. And I could hear a bang, she collapsed in pain. So I called the doctor up and I was like, hey, what's, what's going on? Like, yeah. what's, going, what's going down? They were like, oh, no, she just takes some paracetamol. And I, I actually called and demanded that she got a, um, to the MRI scan where they do the metal. Yeah. Went to the MRI scan, got that booked in. She then attended, um, the guy doing the scan was like, oh, yeah, there it is. I see it. <laughs> Waiting for the results, because obviously wait for the results to come back. Call up, call up the, the, um, the, uh, the GP. Went yeah. back to the GP. GP was like, yeah, nothing came out on the scan. Yeah. If it wasn't for that guy making a mistake and telling Jess and us that they could see the little metal object, yeah. it was like, hey, like, no, we know there's something there because the guy told us and they were like, oh no, but the results have come back like, included. So we had to go, okay, next, next, Karen, go. Months and months have gone past. Anyway, during a period of time, what we wasn't aware, Jess was also pregnant at the time because the coil had left where it should be. Hold, hold, hold on. So coil was inserted. Yeah, and Jess passed was... through her uterus. But so then Jess was, you said Jess was pregnant at the time? No, yes, so he, yeah, so he transitioned from there to her bladder, and obviously we think we were protected. The coil? Oh, so you think you're protected, but then she got pregnant? Correct, yeah, so then we find okay, out. Okay, so before, I think a step back, so for everyone that doesn't know, um, can you just explain to us, for those that don't know, um, what is a coil? So the coil is an, um, uh, is a protection method to stop a female getting pregnant because okay. it basically blocks, I believe, I don't know the full ins and outs, but it blocks um, the eggs obviously coming down. It basically stops that, that momentum. It, okay. it, it basically blocks the chamber. Yeah. What has happened is it had transitioned through the line of the wall. Okay, so it's gone through far it, in. It wasn't there anymore. Okay. So it wasn't. So no protection? Basically. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I've been asked to found pregnant. Don't get me wrong, like, it was, okay, cool, like, like we want to keep like we work with it yeah but the the situation she had a, a piercing bit of metal at the, in the situation at the time going into her bladder so as her bladder filled the mass of pain because the blood is pushing onto the bit of metal which is piercing her bladder and we went in there and, and the, the um after eventually arguing with the doctors getting referred to get the right scan coming back then telling there's nothing with the scan takes more paracetamols and then again arguing and having to go back Unfortunately, this is the time I went, went private. I couldn't obviously go private with her because we already had started the process mm. with this one. Anyway, we argued, begged, borrowed, and stealed. And then we find out we get referred to a specialist. And we're like, okay, we'll go see with the specialist. Like, oh, by the way, um, you're pregnant, but we want to operate and take the coil out. But we won't operate on you and take the coil out because you're pregnant. But we don't know what the coil is going to do and have an impact on the baby. On the baby. Or onto Jess because at any time it could it, yeah, it, it could piss. Could go yeah, yeah. It's like okay, that's not good. It was like, well, we recommend that you terminate, but we can't tell you exactly what to do. You need to go away and think about it. And obviously, we had a little one at the time, so we had to make the decision, which we didn't want to. to go actually, do you know, what? we we have to terminate yeah. based upon this. So we go back. We go, hey guys, like we 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 we, we unfortunately we're going to have to terminate. We had to go to them a specialist. Um, but what I found, and we talked about systems earlier. 
every place that we went to, they didn't have our notes on the so, system. So you have to re-explain the story again and every again. Every time. And then obviously for someone who wants a child, and then you're going, okay, well, I have to terminate. You like, have to terminate life. That's... Yeah, it's mad. It's a mad shoulder to take on. And obviously Jess is getting stressed and stressed and stressed, and she's struggling loads. I'm like, mm, I can't show that I care about the situation. I'm yeah. going to kind of be a man and lump it up and lump it on, basically. Yeah. But I remember one time we were taken to, in London, went to a specialist place to for a termination. And we had to let her work herself up, bless her, because we know the NHS, you can't just get instant appointments. No, no. A couple of months. Yeah. So she were further down the line hump our way up to London expecting that we're going to have to terminate and do it on that day walk into a happy room full of people and they go oh you're here to have a scan for your baby awesome that sounds really good would you know what you're having a boy or a girl it's like mm, no we're here because you guys have sent us here to get terminated, get terminated. and they were like okay oh so they thought oh my god so they thought it was a happy happy scan first time scan blah blah people the usual yeah, yeah. And the, the, the lady had to deal with me and yeah. she was the person in front of me at the time because I just lost it <laughs> And I felt for her, bless her, she done well. And I apologised after. She put me in a room and we, we had a private room, obviously, then. because But the system didn't communicate. Yeah, so there are our local practices. Yeah. didn't communicate properly with them. Yeah. Referred us over, didn't refer the notes. So it's not their fault. They just had a couple coming in. But it gets even worse. So they're like, okay, but we don't know why you're here. So you need to go away. We're going to assess you, but you've got to come back. And that coming back would be a couple of months. A couple of months' time. Same with her. But, you're pre- but, but Jess is pregnant, Billy's getting big, you've got these good feelings going, but you're all, all out, along. Still passing, still in massive pains, like I'm telling you, crippling pain. She like passing up. Surgery's take, just take paracetamols. She got addicted to paracetamol. Like to the point I had to watch her intake of paracetamol. Because they were just like, like it was candy, mate. Just pop paracetamol in fine. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I don't trust. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what, do you know what the, the the paracetamol thing is quite funny. I'll, I'll let you carry on in a second. Just bite in there, but paracetamol at hospital, um, they wanted us to take it one, two, four times a day. Four times a day. So is it every four hours? I think you can take yeah. two. So every four hours. Did you talk about four, right? Yeah, yeah. So nine o'clock, twelve o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock. In the end, all of us, what happened to me is I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll take him. It's not until I met this old fella, Andy, Andy turned around and said to me, bruv, they're always giving you these paracetamols. Do you actually need them or are you just taking it for the sake of taking it? Trusting in the system. Yeah, but it wasn't right. I shouldn't have been taking them all the time. And paracetamols are, uh, what do they call it? A placebo effect anyway, I think, more than anything else. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it, it, they chuck paracetamol everything. That's my mate. It's literally a smarties. It's, it's because they didn't want to tackle the root cause. They didn't want to, they didn't understand. Instead of going for a proper test, they just fobbed her off. Yeah. The yeah. amount of times I'd come home and she's like, I've been to the doctor. Cool, yeah. like, is there an update? Yeah. Now I've just been told, um, like, she was actually saying, like, am I making this up? No, no, you're definitely not making it up, mate. You, you passed out. Yeah. And it almost, like, feels, it almost feels surreal where yeah. something's happening really bad. But no one's listening. But no one's listening. Mad, mate. It makes you, it makes you think to yourself, shit, am, am I going to the right people? And this is why we then started arguing the case further out. Even to the point we, we started looking legal route. Yeah. We threatened them with legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, of which then they started listening to us. But we shouldn't have to get to that way. I do feel for them because the system's not funded correctly. Everyone's in there. And I, I'm assuming they must have people that waste their time as well. But the people that genuinely do need their help yeah. don't get it in time. Yeah. And it's too late. So it's a weird one because do we, do, do we leave the situation we're in? Like, I still think we made the right call. I believe in like souls and that weird, that yeah. weird piece. 
and I believe that that individual is with my son now. But I, I also worry that if we didn't tackle the situation at the time, something could have happened to Jess. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and it's just too much of a risk. Like, yeah, absolutely. We've got kids. We've got young kids. Yeah, no. 100%. Don't need to risk life. So who do you blame in the end? No one. It, they was they was our decision, despite being advised by them. But then who done the termination? They did. So we had to go back. But but again, there's nothing. No no follow up. No mental health follow up for Jess. No. No, nothing. Just that must be horrible. Like, like, like a supermarket interaction. Yeah. We've, 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 we went for our product. It was defective. We got a return, uh, and then we just exchanged and we got our money back and we was just sent out the front door. Yeah, it yeah. was literally a, a process. Yeah. Well, that was horrible because you, you were stressing the fact that this cord has gone too far, could kill Jess. Uh, there's a baby growing in there that you could potentially love, but that's got to go because the coal is gone. Mad, yeah, so... yeah, it's like two, two, two sides. Things, yeah, two sides. Like, you, know, you sent me a message about it, obviously what, what we want to talk about today, and that's the only thing that I can think about. Well, I mean, the, what do you mean the only thing? It's the fucking the, the main the, thing. I know, yeah, I know that, but oh, I mean, it's like, that has resonated with me. So I still think about it today. Yeah, of course you would. Like, you just passing by, just random thought driving, just... Coming to your head yeah, that's, that's the only you lost. You lost a child. It's mad, man. for fuck's sake. Because um, yeah, you lost a child, and it, it can't have been easy on both of you, her as a mother and you as a father. Um, how I mean, how how was that time? Because how so? How far gone until how far was she gone until the termination actually so happened? At the time, it was coming to the point that if you could technically. Not obviously have a safe birth, but there are kids that are being born pre... We would have known the sex at that time. You could have known the sex. Yeah. So that's very far oh, gone. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's not because we differed with our decision. When we, when we, we had that conversation with the doctor, I remember it. And because they called those three of them in the room. And we, we then obviously had to go away. We, we, had, we made that decision within 24 hours. And mm. we were back on the phone within 24 hours. Mm. It was the time of which we, then we had to get referred. We didn't show up. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you yeah, for a scan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too much. Like, there's yeah. too much of a delay. Because I guess from your point of view, you probably didn't want that baby to get too big. Because it's more risk. Every day was a risk towards Jess. Yeah. And how, how was that time? I mean, difficult, that man. period, man. Yeah. It's a difficult time. I can imagine because you... Yeah, as parents, and then yeah, I guess you're, you're still going to work. You're still, yeah, you're, still doing, you're still doing what you need to do. You're yeah. still following the momentum of life, but you can't, you can't stop at any given time. No. And the driver, I suppose, my biggest driver at the time is that you've got, I've got a young, young daughter, I've got a wife. Like you've got to keep going for them every single day. Yeah. A bit like what you, when I think when we spoke to you in the hospital, like what, what's, or what's always fascinating me is actually how motivated you are yeah i can i can't imagine myself being like that but you you always talk about the kids like you always yeah. talk about you want to hug little man like, yeah, yeah, yeah little man so is that i suppose that individual driver that you have to keep every day that's driving forward um what is the process of when that happens like the termination of a child she had to go in for operation so it's a full-on extraction keyhole key operation yeah and okay. at the time so they they took the the coil out um, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not like, I'm not saying the call was like, oh my God, don't get, go get a coil, but because yeah. it does work for people, right? Yeah, it's unlucky that it didn't work for us. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, where it didn't work for us, that's fine. Um, but they had to keyhole in, I think three or four, but they also had to extract out as well. So they had to actually take 
everything out at the same time. So it was a double bubble on one, just was in overnight. I remember going in, it's a room painted green, horrible furniture, had to, <laughs> had to sleep in it, w window never opened. Well, uh, was that was that done for NHS or was that on private? Yeah, NHS, yeah, because I couldn't go for private at the time because we already engaged with it. The mistake I made is I engaged with our local GP about it first. Whereas if, whereas if I called the private health line, yep. And Jess was on that, and then it would have been a private highway through. So it would have been different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I kind of blame myself that I didn't do that. But yeah. your natural yeah. was to call you GP, right? You're, yeah, just, yeah. you're not well, you call you GP. Yeah. So me and me and um, Robbie have been through a similar struggle in the past. I won't go into too much detail about it because it's not my story. She tells Robbie's story. Um, but how was your relationship after? Because while you're going through it, mm. you're there for each other and you want to get the best out of it. Um, Make sure Jess is gonna stay alive for God's sake, for Isla, for you. But after everything, after the dust has settled, is when mm. things start to go a bit mental. How Jess how were things quiet afterwards? Time. Quiet time. Yeah. Jess will. You you can see Jess thinks about it. Jess still thinks about it to this day. That mm. like you can I can tell days. Mm. But you've got to. Maybe it's that it's that man thing. I don't know. But it's just a. I'm sending man over. <laughs> Careful, brother. Yeah. We're gonna have yeah. loads of women putting comments. In. I know. I know. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's that subconscious of that. You don't talk about your emotions. Yeah. You have to be there for that individual. So I can tell when Jess is down. Me and Jess have a solid relationship. Like. Yeah. We are like best mates. Like even on bad days. Mm. And I never argue with her because that really winds her up, which is perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, but you've got to still be there as an individual mm. and kind of set aside your own emotional and emotional time to ensure that individual. But yet then you still got a lit one as well. So you're every day it's like you just got to go for the emotions. But I can see people really struggling with that situation. I would allow her to talk about it, but I'd never talk about how I felt about it. So Yeah, that's, I mean... Have, it's tough in it because you've got so much to balance. Mm. So many spinning plates, right? Yeah. Um, like you said, Isla, and then your relationship, your two, and she has a quiet zone, quiet moments. But did you, you must have had arguments about it or did like sort of, I don't it's know. Not really arguments, no, we don't really argue. It sounds really, we don't argue. No, that's, that's um, fine, but, yeah. um, you can, when Jessie's down, she goes quiet. Yeah. Like, you can tell. Yeah. And she might be a bit snappy, but I'd never argue. I'm, I'm quite annoyed in that sense. I just don't. <laughs> you know when she wants an argument with you, right? So, you know, it's just they want to have an argument. Yeah. But if you don't give them the argument, you just wind Jess up a little bit more, which yeah. is quite, I find it quite funny in the reason. But <laughs> I'm quite cool, calm, level-headed most of the time. But, yeah, no, I, yeah um, difficult. Definitely difficult. But she, bless her, like, she takes on so much. Yeah. You can't stop, mate. Yeah, yeah. Generally, you can't stop. Yeah, yeah. What do I do? If I stop, if I had an emotional breakdown, and actually, funny enough, though, actually, you had this conversation. I don't know why I had this thought. I don't know why. I walk past, and there's like a religious people that sort of stand on the road, and, and they obviously, they go door knocking and stuff like that. Don't know too much about that. You know me, I'm not a religious guy anyway. And I, I had a random thought. I said, if I was ever to have a breakdown, I can imagine myself becoming a Buddhist or just yeah. getting away from tech and just doing that. We said, we me just had a random conversation about it. Yeah. That. Don't have a breakdown. <laughs> Basically. I don't know how Jess does it, to be honest. Well, I don't know, mate. I don't know. My mum palms off and she moved to, to Ireland, didn't yeah, she? Where's mum now? She's Ireland, mate. Southern Ireland. She's still doing dogs. Yeah, still living the dream, dog mate. Dog racing. Yeah. Mad, mate. Yeah, mum's sick. 
Mark's mum. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to talk about wedding, aren't you? <laughs> uh, so listen, yeah, we we went to uh, we went to Mark's wedding in uh, in Greece, and um, so we obviously we're out celebrating that night, wedding night. And good um, mate, that was a such long. Bro, day. this guy got going off to bed. Him and his missus. Right. Obviously, no, Isla was. There's, Isla there's was. No, yeah. naughtiness behind that. We was. I was knackered. I was gonna go to bed, mate. <laughs> Literally, so eleven o'clock. This guy's going to bed on Wednesday, but we're obviously the mistake he made is he. That was old Janae, by the way. Oh, hello now. For that old, that old he was, Janae. He was, had your arm twisted back in the day, mate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, arms twisted back in the day. So um, we were like, yeah, fuck it. Should we go strip club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in Greece. Mark, Mark did ask me today. He goes, bro, did you take my mum to a strip club on my wedding? I, I didn't, know, but I didn't know if you was there. I knew she went because, yeah, yeah, you know me, man. If I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound, and I get that from one and only place, which is my mum. So, she was out drinking, having a good time. If that's the only bar that's open. <laughs> There is no judgment. You know, there's no judgment in my side of the family at all. It's just, yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah, she would have looked at that as a drinking opportunity and that drinking opportunity would have been, that would have been the only place that's open. Yeah, that's it, literally, for his mum's jokes. But, um, has mum been a go with you? Yeah, well, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's stop this conversation before we get in. Before, 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 um, yeah, but look, so how long, how long ago did this happen with this whole couple of years back? So, couple years back. Was, what, three years, I think, now. And look, thank God, now you've got, um, yeah, you've got a lovely little boy, Max Maximilian, Max Power, mate. Max Power. I asked this guy, Where did you come up with the name Max? <laughs> Max, <laughs> Max Power Magazines, yeah. So, it's difficult when you've got power sellers. So obviously, power, power's not my original seller. My, my mum and dad got divorced, you know, um, and I. I to my mum's maiden name, so that's where I've got power from. Um, and it's quite hard actually, that name, because when, you, when you're looking at boys' names, actually, do you know what? Girls' names, super easy to, we could get girls' names, like, on point every single time. Boys' name, we really struggled, mate. Like, what, we, what, was it, what was the options? There was all sorts, mate. I, I, I had Max, Maxwell, was I, I tried to push for Maximus, but that was Maximus Emilius. <laughs> why does Max, why does Maximus Emilius keep coming up my podcast? Glad, gladiator, mate. Yeah, literally, <laughs> this film, this film keeps coming up on my podcast. So yeah, some good old Max came along. So a couple of years. So was that was Max? If you don't mind me asking, was this intentional or was this not intentional? <laughs> um, this one I think was because I don't think Jess couldn't move forwards. Yeah. After that situation, mm. I think the only way for her to move forward was to have a child, mm. which makes it sound like I was trapped. No, it's not. I, um, so we opted to try. We said we will try for a year. Mm. My luck, within a month. Mm. Like, Strong swimmers, mate. mate. <laughs> like nuclear. <I> <laughs> Nuc <laughs> nuclear swimmers. It's so... Like a month in, I was like, this is not fine. You tricked me into this. I thought I had a whole year. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, blessing within a couple of months, mate. So, yeah. And how how was that um, process? Because first child and in between this happened, first child is a new thing anyway, so mm -hmm. you're learning everything. Um, before the second child, um, in between that situation happened, so you must have been, there must have been a sense of nerves within that. Knowing that that had happened, is that going to affect us having children going forward? Oh, or was it, or was that not there? That was a big thing. So yeah, yeah you're right. So Jess, he was worried mm. that she couldn't 
have another child because of what happened. Mm. Um, you never know. You do never know. Um, and yes, touch wood, but our blessings are good as gold. Mm. Um, there's, there's so many people, unfortunately, out there that, that, that haven't got the same blessings as us. Yeah, but, unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah, and this is why, unfortunately, I said, said that we will try for a year. But I said to her, because I'm an only child, so I don't mind yeah. just the one, right? And, and I think I'm either six, girl, five going on six at the time. Like, there's quite a big gap. Is it too big a gap? Don't really know, type thing. But what I want to ensure that it just had a, it sounds bad, but a closure in her mind to it. Mm. I'm logical. So I was like, okay, if, I, if we say we just try for a year, yeah, okay, at the end of the year, it would have been a very difficult time. And I think we would have gone through those emotions again, mm. especially straight after, obviously, where we lost. Um, but then I believe Jess would have moved on from that period. Would she ever forgot it? No. But I think if she didn't have tried, if we never have tried, I definitely feel like this would have come up again in the future. It would continue to cycle back around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we yeah we got to count our blessings. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Max is how old now? Max is uh, six months. Isn't it? Six months. Yeah, yeah lo- man. Lovely child. Alhamdulillah. Um, My unit, mate. Huh? Unit. <laughs> Unit, mate, you got to see this kid, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> where's he got the legs from? <laughs> yeah, chunk, chunky. Um, it's good though, healthy baby. Um, and do you think that, um, in terms of again, in between all that stuff and that doubt in your mind and trying to fulfill that, for, well, Jess, you can't speak for Jess, but do you feel Jess has now done what she needed to do and got what she needed to give her that calm? Mm. I, it's a difficult question to ask, and it's a very good question. I, if I'm asked answering on my thoughts and feelings, no, she will Why? never move on from that situation. It's a loss of life. Yeah. From an individual that wants to have life, mm. losing that, I don't think she, we never. Yeah. I still think about it. Yeah. But but how? You asked me the question about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. That was the first thought that came up to my head. Yeah. So then on my mind went through those emotions again of, I remember the hospital. Like, you know, I got a picture. He, he, I asked you uh, for your, the, your postcode. He thinks, he's, he thinks he's got a picture of memory, whatever it's called. What's it called? Um, uh, photographic memory. Photographic memory. Uh, right. He thinks he has. Fucking hell, mate. He ain't, he ain't, I am, he, mate. He ain't got a photo. Ask Jess when we go downstairs. All right, mate. What was that mobile number that that girl in Las Vegas gave to, <laughs> gave to me in that tissue? <laughs> the fit blonde one. Remember the glasses? Uh, that's went out of my mind, mate. <laughs> yeah. whole... Photographic memory, my ass. Mate, if I go somewhere, I'm, visually, if I go somewhere, I remember it. Which is weird. And how, how, have we, how have we gone into this? What are we talking about? I don't know, mate. You asked me about Jess and has Yeah, so but what, but what indicates you that she's still not... What in her is different? Something will happen in a day. You was thinking like, like what, for example? Like what? Well, you, you said to me about the topics we want to talk about today. I was like, cool. That instantly triggered that thought process for me. Mm. So I'm assuming she will have the same. Mm. Well, she actually said to me, you're going to make him cry. Well, I, don't no. think it's, I don't think as men, it, it, it sounds as bad as it sounds, I'm not sounding sexist, but it, a loss of life and all that sort of side of thing, it affects men differently. Like my boy Liam, I don't know if you saw the podcast was on, a poor guy, unable to have kids because um, his sperm count and also they're not swimmers. Um, and they'll make brilliant parents, so they've got their own thought process. So, But you're you're able to have kids, but your situation is a bit different. But men generally think about things differently. It's because of the situations around us. I think it's just, which is a bad thing, we just, it's the way you've been brought up. Don't, don't show, don't feel, mm. just do. Just and do. that situation was, just as bad, I just gotta keep going. Mm. Like, it's my job to keep going, to keep her 
going. Because mm. I always question, if I was to stop it, if I was to break down and cry, which men are fully entitled to, mm. what would have happened to that situation? Mm. How would, uh, would I have then helped Jess? Because she can't help me. No, no. So. Men, men almost feel like, men almost feel like that protective figure mm. that they have to be um, a certain way to make sure the woman is okay as well. Do you know what I mean? Rather than... You know, you, we don't think about it though, right? No, no, we just do it. Yeah. But then the girls want you to, the, the girls <laughs> want you to say you're doing it or almost just show that gesture. But we, we're doing the small things. We do complete it. Just naturally unconscious bias, isn't it? <laughs> we're going to get, get in trouble for this podcast. Just don't upload it. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? Don't upload this one. <laughs> I need to upload it, but it is, it is what it is. And do you think you two guys are um, stronger? Did you become stronger as a couple? I mean, you two, you said, have always been like friends anyway. Best mates, mate. Honestly. Yeah. Stronger, do you reckon, has it not affected you at all? It must have, man. Yeah, I, I, you can't say it hasn't affected you. That has affected us 100%, but it's about it's something that's in our bank of memory so mm. we know how to go through that if it was ever to happen again mm. be difficult but i think it's just it's just another notch that makes a couple stronger all yeah, united yeah. without a doubt she's the right person for me that's why we married her but no shit sherlock yeah part and parcel isn't it right death to our part but that's just another reason that i'm able to support an individual through that process and i'm with yeah. the right person to it yeah 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 um Cool. So there was uh, I mean, part of the, the pod or the, vid, the what do you call it? This is a vlogcast video. The v- video vlog, yeah. the but video we should talk about you and your experience. Yeah, we'll go. Well, that's just, just, well, this is the second half of the pod, I reckon, is that we wanted to just discuss my experience at NHS and I tried to pick up on it as we were going through it. Um, because from the outside in, you, like I said, we were saying we blame people for the processes and what's happened, but it's not the people, it's not the, it's not the people, it's what's happening above them. Because the nurses, oh my God. And you're also the thing with, when you're in like, having a baby or, um, I don't know, having a cesarean or having a termination, for example, nurses always get involved and must have dealt with a few different types of nurses. There's nurses, what I found was you get nurses that care and those nurses that are there just to earn a pay packet. Mm. It's, it's mad. That's what I'm off. I had some nurses, oh my God, brother. Mark, these nurses, what they done for me? Brush my teeth, clean my fucking nappies, you know what I mean? Like, Mad, it's mental, someone nurses. I'm not, I'm not their child. I'm not related to them. But man's are like, do you know what I mean? But then the other side of it, you do get nurses. What I found was you get nurses that like just don't care, and you can see it on their face, mm. the way they talk to you, the way they do stuff. It's very hard as well because there's a lot of variables in that statement, and I agree with you. And that's, I think that's my example with one of with the local hospital here. I believe most of those staff were, were temp contractors, they yeah, yeah, yeah. just a paycheck. I could yeah. be wrong. Like, Lo- please, please, please take that with a pinch of salt. But the there are people in, in that, that wanted to do that job. Um, and when you come across them, mm. you you can tell that they're, they're worlds apart mm. of, of other people. And, and yeah, what you went through and the people that you would have seen day in, day out, because they would have been going on cycle, even the day that we came down. And bless her, the, the old dear that popped in and, oh, you're only meant to have one guest, I didn't see you, and walked away, bless her, type of thing. Like, That's because everyone loved me, Mark. Yeah, mate, you always, always been a good talker. Jess <laughs> was talking about you and your TikTok, mate, and like, he gets on really well with people, because Jay always has <laughs> spoken to people and just 
find you have this inherent <laughs> blessing that you're able to find common ground with anybody like be true though isn't it and that's why Las Vegas was like well go, go get rid of him man this guy <laughs> I could never close though innit? I was never able to it close good opening good opening <laughs> good opening asking asking all the right questions listening to all the answers but then in the end not closing just got, like, got to close yeah, it, innit? Yeah. If you just can keep talking, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I closed once in it, now I've been married 11 years. Jeez. So closed. That's mad. Yeah, closed, yeah, mate. 12 years. Not 11 years, sorry, Rob, yeah. 12 years. Yeah, 12 years, this one. 12 years, yeah, mm. this year. So, yeah, so, yeah, nurses are mad. But then doctors as well. I mean, there were some doctors, but I don't, I don't, mate, I swore at a lot of doctors, man. In our spill. I was, like, when I woke up, I was so confused, yeah, that I didn't know what you was going on. Yeah, mate, I was swearing at everyone. I remember one doctor coming in and going, oh, Junaid, this is the update. I was like, bruv, you told me that yesterday, fuck off. Yeah. Literally, like, as blunt as that. And my man, Rabia, like, oh, he's, he's not in his own zone, like, his medications. Really. You were a bit spicy with words, though. No, but, but I was bad. Like, to the point where I feel like I need to go back to UCLH and apologise. Because some of those doctors, boy, and nurses, some nurses, man, they're trying to help me. I was like, oh, why are you touching me? Blah, blah, blah. Because I was confused, isn't it? Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think, let's think. Out, like wasn't you right and you as a person has just woken up and does not know where they are and what they're doing yep and then at that you can't move yep so i think they can understand where they're coming from but maybe yeah, if they update their notes a bit better <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, the notes thing again the notes even the notes will be written the next nurse doesn't read them mm. but oh my god mark you had I had to do times where I had to check what I was given in terms of medication. See that worries me as a friend. Brother, that bro, they, they would give me the, so I'll go into it. When I started coming around a bit, I knew what tablets I needed to be having every day, what time I got, mm. got clued up to it. Mate, there was a couple of occasions where I was like, wrong wrong tablets have been oh sorry. Imagine how many times that happens to the old bad, like the older people who You said to me when we were getting there and, and it was funny coming to see you, I must admit. Um, I feel like you needed that at a time, just yeah. a bit of banter. Yeah. Um, and, and you were saying to me at that time that about the person having the wrong meds and that you felt like you was in a cycle. You you felt like you were in the cycle ward and you but, couldn't get out. And I was thinking, of all of us, yeah, I could see you. Oh, you are the one that could have made it to, to that world. But if you can't move, you can't get away. Mate, it's it, like I, a horror movie. It was like a horror movie, Mark, because at one point I said to my sister, they're trying to kill me. I'm yeah. telling you, I was so. In, when I woke up in intensive care, like first few weeks mm. of interaction, at one point, because what happened is one day I refused to have my medication because. That's when they called your mum down. That's when they called my mum and sister mm. that is refusing his medication because I was like, they're trying to kill me. Because what would happen is I'd be in a lot of pain or coming back round mm. and then they'll give me medication and I'll go back down to drowsiness. Mm. And then we come back round again. And then I get into drowsiness. So from my point of view, I was thinking, right, every time I try to like get my head start to get a bit better. Slap you right now. To give me man, I feel like I feel like a movie. The only movies you get those psychotics where they're giving pills to, to keep like yeah. I feel like doing it on purpose. So I just got lost it. I was like, Janina, I'm not my sisters, they're trying to kill me. Like, get me out of it. I'm going to call the police. I'm get me out of here. I remember you saying this, dude. And they calm me down. They're like, look, you know what? They're trying to save your life. This has happened. This has happened. Look at your arms. Have you spoke to them about that? No, no. To who? Sisters. No, your no. mum and that. No. I mean, they, they, they laugh about it now. Yeah. 
Because that like, could have been quite traumatic for them as well. Yeah, but they're on common pod, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> audio only, maybe audio only. But yeah, because it's not a bad idea to get them on. Because it'd be so interesting to see... Like, I can give you my thoughts and feelings about coming to see you from the moment that Chris opened the door the wrong way. Yeah. And you... <laughs> taking the mirror out of me and it was just like it was exactly. like nothing happened yeah I like knew. i was just saying um, me just just waiting for a few limbs to be amputated yeah because yeah, you you still have both legs both arms at that time yeah yeah um, costs. yeah and obviously we had photos before obviously we wasn't notified straight away which which is the right thing kept close family kept close friends and then as as we started questioning like because we don't speak every day no. but if you call me i'd always be there yeah, you and your family yeah, yeah. And like you'd always, we'd always interact anyway. And it was like, mm, not really supposed to be for a while. And then obviously it was told. It was like, oh my God. And it was like, that was the point of like, actually, how do we, how do we? So I got told I was going to a festival. I was, I was at the entrance into a festival. Yeah. And I got the phone call from Woody saying, oh my God, I've just found this out. Like, we need to go see him. I was like, well, one, I'm like four hours away. Yeah. Like, Plus I'm about to get smashed out of festival. <laughs> yeah. And no, but no, but to be fair, I actually, I said, I asked Jess, like, okay, we can turn, we'll turn around and head, head back, we'll head back. And Chris like, oh, no, I'm, I don't know when we can can yeah. or can't. So we'll find more information. Yep. Don't just hit me with a bombshell like that. Yeah, like, me. at least tell me what the hell's going on. I suppose like your situation, you're waking up and you just, you haven't been informed. Yeah. What's going on? What's your last memories though? Going into Queens, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just yeah. had a temperature. Yeah, temperature, yeah, it's the last one I remember. But you wouldn't have gone into Queens knowing you. You would have been dragged to Queens. No, no, I had to go to Queens. I know I'm just local NHS hospital. Where else would I have gone? Would you not stay at home? No, I knew. Not a temperature? Yeah. No, I had an operation two weeks before, didn't I? Private. Oh, yeah. So I had an operation at private two weeks before, then I had to go to NHS. So mine was the other way around. Mine mm. was, I went private, they fucked up. Yeah, man. And everything went mad. But yeah, all in progress, man. Don't worry. Three, four years' time, inshallah. Fucking Dubai money. Yeah. Okay, if this is, if, if this listeners do the job right, but look, it's fucking baking in here, mate. I'm sweating out here, and we've been in it over an hour, I think now. So um, I want to I want to round this up. I wanted to say firstly, thank you for sharing that story with us, because no um, you know that the podcast is called Strength and Struggle. So throughout that, throughout you've been saying how you've things have got better for you because of that and you learnt stuff from that as well yeah and uh, the last question I'll ask everyone on this pod um, is um, what does strength in struggle mean to you take your time to think about your answer it's, it's, it's strength in struggle it's that finding I'll go back to my example right because it's the best one I've got I think yeah. it's me not it's me finding internal strength Mm. to get through a family struggle mm. and it's that quite it's that unsung don't get emotion mm. you've got to just keep going type things mm. i know you do the same yeah i do yeah, i do you yeah. do the same all the time yeah like, you... i know you look at little man you was going to cuddle him mate like, <laughs> yeah yeah. But, I mean, yeah yes yes one of those, yeah. you store that's to me that's what the strength is the strength of struggle is yeah no, absolutely perfect guys uh, i want to thank mark again thank you for coming today um guys uh as usual please watch the full video on my YouTube channel. The audio version is available on my Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as always. Uh, I will put Mark's socials down below and a little bit about what he does on the gaming side. If you look, look gamers want to get involved and, uh, and watch what he does in streaming and stuff, you'd be interested. Um, but yeah, once again, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next one.